Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The book, The Secret History of the Five Eyes. Again, uh, CSIS engaging with a human trafficker who, among others, facilitated the uh, journey for three British teenage girls to Islamic State. And uh, we're joined now by Tasneem Akunje, British lawyer for the three UK teens. The request is, as I understand it, for the Canadian government, federal government, to uh, engage in an inquiry. Mr. Akunje, thank you very much for the time. What was going on with the three teens which led them to this individual and de- decision, well, this individual, the trafficker, and eventually to ISIS? What was going on in their lives in 2015? Well, I mean, that's quite interesting. So we're yet to bottom that out for all of the girls. But actually, there were four girls from uh, the same school who'd gone over to Syria. One of those girls had gone over in December 2014, and that triggered a police investigation around her disappearance and what have you. Now, as part of that police investigation, uh, the police were, were actually speaking to and interviewing seven girls, of which these three, Shamima being one, then under their noses disappeared off to Syria about a month and a half later. So what it appears is that they were being groomed online, um, similar to the first girl. They had been given a series of numbers and people's names who would uh, meet them and then hand them over from one part of their journey to another. And uh, when they got to Istanbul, uh, they were handed over to this this Canadian asset, Mr. Al-Rashid, and he took them on that leg of the journey from Turkey across the border into Syria, together with, we understand, 20 other British girls over the course of his uh, engagement with uh, CSIS. So your understanding of CSIS involvement uh, with this individual and uh, how long they had been in an association, what's your understanding about that and what is your main concern about uh, the charge or the, uh, the allegations against CSIS? We don't know exactly how long he was uh, operating with them, but the Turks have that information uh, and they haven't released that to everyone yet. Obviously, the the Canadians, your fellows, will know as well, but that's not something that's been admitted yet. We do know that he was operational with respect to these three girls because he took copies of their passports and video footage of them and handed them over to his handler in uh, in the Canadian embassy in Jordan. So with respect to these girls, we know he was operating uh, under a CSIS uh, aegis at that point. So the Prime Minister of Canada, Mr. Trudeau, who in 2015 wasn't terribly supportive of CSIS, is um, is defending them now in, in, as far as this situation is concerned and essentially saying, look, they have to do what they have to do. They have to be creative at certain times when uh, information is required. What's your response to that? I mean, he says that they have to be creative, but my understanding is that he reinforced the fact that there was a rubric of laws and rules that they have to follow and that he would be looking into whether they've departed from that on this occasion. Now, we do know that whatever CSIS thought they were doing with al-Rashid, and al-Rashid was certainly a member of a terrorist organization working uh, towards that purpose, in 2015, uh, the laws that CSIS operate under made it unlawful for them to engage with them in the way that they appear to have done. Now, we understand that Canadian laws changed in 2019 under was the Bill C-59, I believe, um, and now that sort of 
operational conduct is legal, but it certainly wasn't legal at the time. And that's why we wanted to bottom that out with an inquiry to see how that could have happened at that time. Okay, Mr. Okunji, as I understand it, I, I didn't know there were seven girls. I thought there were three. I, I did have a, a sense that I'd heard about four, but the story is about three, at least the one that arrived on my desk. So uh, am I correct to say that only one of them has survived? Yes. Yeah, so um, with respect to the seven girls, uh, four of them were made what's known as wards of court. So they were actually blocked from going anywhere because the court took jurisdiction over them and they didn't have the ability to travel. But that happened after the three girls, including Shamima Begum, Amira Abbasi, and Khadija Sultana, had gone across. So it was sort of a, a, a bit late in the day, but they, the others were saved from that potential fate. Uh, out of the four girls who successfully went over to Syria, we believe that Shamim Begum is the only survivor out of those. Well, what is it again that uh, your clients, the families of the three girls that are being written about and talked about, what is it they want uh, beyond the inquiry? Is, is there going to be a lawsuit against the Canadian government, do you think? Um, well, potentially there may well be. Uh, we may be looking at that with respect to two of the girls who are now deceased. But uh, in terms of Shamima Begum, the focus very much is on her appeal, forthcoming appeal, that's in November, to do with uh, the proprietary or otherwise of her citizenship being stripped. So we're very much focused on that at the moment. Um, the, the effect of uh, her being a trafficked person and her being trafficked by the, with the knowledge of a, a Western security service, well, that, that will factor as part of the part of the facts that are to be considered in that appeal. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.